Hello, weary traveler. I'm not sure what strange magic must have brought you here, but you have stepped into a realm of my creation. A sprawling city filled with danger and glory, and most importantly, lots of gold. I call it Isla Numis. Who am I, you might ask? The name is Jajib, and I'm the patron deity of gambling. Long story short, this group of idiots, or as you may call them, heroes, made a bet with me that they had what it took to make a vast trove of gold, but left some of the key details blank, so I filled them in myself. I sent them to this pocket dimension, into the city I had created with brand new bodies they'd have to attune to. Can these fools pass my test, or will they be trapped here forever? So, experience my world of trials and tribulations, and join alongside this posse of pitiful people, or as I like to call them, the criminals of Isla Numis. Alright, welcome back everybody to another episode of Criminals of Isla Numis. We rudely left off with a cliffhanger last time, and we are here to rectify that rudeness. So, but before we do that, let's go around the table and talk about who the heck we are. Uh, Dave, you always sit next to me, so it's just who I go to. Who well, are you playing? this time, I'm still gonna be playing Maki. Mm. And he's still gonna be in a bird body. Right on. He's still Maki, and he's still in a bird body. That's an easy, straightforward summary. Yep, and he's probably gonna do some magic. Nice. Uh, you left off having done some magic, didn't you? You guys were all at the r ready at the race. Yep, Maki's starting to figure out that this body's in now. It seems to have different magical abilities than his old body. Yes, fantastic. So we'll see that kind of stuff come into play, which will be exciting. Uh, jumping over to Quinn, AKA Feather McGregor, AKA Little Sauce. Oh yeah, we're in uh, the uh race here getting ready to go um and uh yeah i don't know we'll see how it goes who, who are you you who just said you? i know i just said who you are but like give me a little bit more detail who, who? it was who a fun fact uh i made sauce and then i don't didn't make sauce anymore you're a mm -hmm. kenku that, that too yeah i mean i guess kenku well. yeah i don't know i just like to like help people put a name to the voice and the character sure. all right <laughs> jackson um i'm jack i play Des, who was a trident fighter turned Kenku Ranger. You actually um, go by Jack? Sometimes. Wow. I didn't know that like, about you. like all growing up, it was all Jack. It wasn't until like senior year of high school I started going by Jackson. Interesting. Alright. Anyway, sorry. Um and fun fact about uh Des is um although tridents do not have a singular tail. Every now and then, when he was a wee lad, he would put both of his feet together and pretend that he had a singular <laughs> mermaid tail. I was just gonna say, so it was a H two O. If he touches water, Chloe, no, no, Chloe, Cleard. That's what, yeah, uh, that's yeah. what it was. Oh Clear. my god! Oh my gosh! He's a merman. <laughs> Fatty Lumpkins. <laughs> Uh, my name is Keto, and I am a Studley Kobold, formerly a nerdy druid. Yes. 
to like enjoying this cobalt. new lease on life and the jack side of things. There you go. And we will put that on full display during this race of the Minotaurs. Are you going to be that guy that takes off all his clothes during the Minotaur? <laughs> Is that what you mean by full display? Yeah. Listen, flesh there's one over here. Right. To be determined. TVD. He, 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 trust me, there's no drag happening here. Skipping. Oh no. <laughs> awesome. And finally, we've got Cameron. Hi. Oh, uh, I'm playing Rourke, formerly a, a dwarf, now a goblin, who likes to dig, drink coffee, and can definitely read. <laughs> the big three. The big three that we're all looking for in a character these days. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I say, what's your backstory? You say, my backstory doesn't matter. I can read. I can read. I like coffee. Oh. And I dig. I and dig. my parents definitely loved me. And my parents definitely. That's all you gotta know. <laughs> and they're, they're alive. And I can, yeah, they're alive. And I, That's a key thing, too. And, I can and they still love me. And I, I promise. And I can definitely read. And, and I can definitely read. 100% he is literate. Awesome. Great reader. I'm Skylar. I'm your DM. And man, it would be awkward if I wasn't literate. Uh, let's jump into another ep Oh, sorry. Did you have something to do? Oh, not really. I was just saying, be impressive if you couldn't read, you'd just be making all this up. Right off the top of my head, that's right. That would be pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh, whatever the case, whether I'm making it up as we go or I've got some stuff pre-planned is TBD as well. <laughs> and TBD happens now. Welcome back to Criminals of Island Dumas, episode eight. And as we left off, you guys had just gotten into the, the course. You had just entered the course for the running of the bulls. The announcer, the, the leader of the ceremonies, he had just given you the full rundown on the rules. And he stood up on the gate or on the little the roof of the building where they were keeping the minotaurs. He counted down three, two, one, uh, pulled the lever, and nothing happens. Except people start running. Yeah. The doors have not yet opened, but before they were about to open, or as soon as he pulled the lever, you, Rorik, <laughs> Cameron, you had poured out some oil in front of it and mm -hmm. sparked your tinderbox. Yeah. Which then shoots down and bursts into flames below the gate's doors. As people start to run away, you mentally count. One. I just take off immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, but I like case, the fire and go. Uh, but you're mentally I'm just saying you're mentally my kind hole. of counting as you, you turn to run. Two, three. Four, five, all of a sudden you see he pulls a second lever. The gates fly open, and behind the flames you see a group of Minotaur. They all look like they're ready to go and immediately pull back when they see these flames. A little surprise, unexpected. Uh, the man up on the rooftop, he doesn't see the Minotaur run out because he's you know at a kind of an awkward angle, but he would normally see them run out onto the pathway. He peeks over the roof, sees a flame, and he says, I've never seen that one before, surprisingly, but it's legal. I didn't say you couldn't do it. So, all right, interesting ploy by everybody sometime. All right, so as the Minotaur are awkwardly trying to decide what to do, their little fear of the flames um, is holding them back. The rest of you, these are things that you see. First of all, you see the Eldrin twins, the ones that Maki, you had kind of messed with uh, and tied up the, the shoelaces of the one. Um, the first one, the one that didn't wear any shoes whatsoever, she immediately jumps onto all fours as soon as the race kind of begins. 
she jumps onto all fours, and as she kind of does a, a lunge forward, she shapeshifts into a horse. The other one starts to run, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> falls face first into the ground. He looks like he was about ready to jump and like get onto her back, but unfortunately he just poof, place, face plants. The horse just keeps going and he's left there and he looks up and goes, <coughs> sis, sis, wait. Um, let me see if he's, <laughs> she does not hear him. And continues <laughs> to gallop away for quite a ways. Um, he is left there in the dirt, picks himself up. It's frustratingly trying to retie his shoes, looking back nervously, constantly um, seeing the minotaurs behind him, just waiting to get past these fires. Uh, additionally, you see three hulking individuals, the ones that you guys had noticed before. There's a half-orc, there's a human, and there's a goliath. All of them massively muscular, almost unnaturally so. They take, as soon as the race starts, they take about five to ten steps forward, immediately turn around, and just turn to face the minotaurs. They are not here to run the race. They are here to fist the cuffs with these freaking monsters. Uh, the two uh, individuals that you had talked to before, Grizzletooth, Grizzletooth the bugbear and Rusty the Duergar, they are off. They're off on their feet. They're running right alongside you guys. Um, obviously, you can tell that Grizzletooth is a little bit faster because the Duergar has kind of some studier legs. But I digress. They're going. Uh, additionally, other people that you see, you see this man, only one in this entire group that seems to be wearing, well, I'd say maybe there's a couple other. One of the few in this entire group that is wearing not the traditional white with the red uh, scarf. He is instead, bless you, he is instead wearing some golden clerical robes. He has a very clean, perfectly shaped white beard underneath him. And as he runs, he has his hands clasped in some sort of prayer. It looks like he's running and praying at the same time. You see, you see a turtle. He's wearing a purple band or no, uh, orange bandana over his uh, head. He is also not wearing the traditional clothes, but you wonder if maybe it's probably because it's really hard to get clothes that fit a turtle because um, he's got the big old shell on the back. But whatever the case, he's nimbly leaping in long strides towards uh, down the pathway. You see the air genasi. He is moving at high speeds as he has like air that's shooting past him. It almost looks like he's flying, except you can see that his feet are fully touching the ground. Uh, there's a number of other characters that are kind of moving as well. Um, I won't go through all of them, but maybe they'll come up later. You guys, as a group, you've all shot forth and you're running forward down the pathway. Um, you guys rush forward, um, maybe a couple, uh, about two blocks, and then all of a sudden you come to kind of a wide opening. Um, as you guys come running up to this opening, uh, like I said, it's a wide opening. People kind of spread out a little bit. You see a couple of people that seem to kind of like stand off to the side, um, whether they're worried or something, uh, you're not 100% sure, it doesn't really matter, because right now you are focused on running this race. Um, Right past this wide opening, there's a narrow passageway. It's an incredibly, or uh, alleyway, let's say that. It's a narrow alleyway, it kind of closes in, everybody kind of gets pushed together and they're kind of one-to-one. Is there anything anybody would like to do as you guys kind of start moving towards this? Can I do like a, a wall jump back and forth, this narrow alleyway sure, above the Try to get ahead a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do me an acrobatics check, or athletics. I don't I think either one kind of works. 
they are the same, I believe. So. Okay. I always appreciate when that's the case, because sometimes it's hard to decide which one, and if they're both the same, then I don't feel as bad. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Indecisive. Oh, that's a 21. A 21. Holy crap. Okay. So yeah, you leap up and start sort of ninja style bouncing off of this wall. Interestingly enough, only one other person seems to be doing this method, and that is the turtle that I just mentioned before. He too also starts doing a leap off the wall, and you follow close behind him, both of you managing to get your way towards the front of the pack uh, after that maneuver. So congratulations there. Anybody else like to do anything? Is this alleyway where everyone else has to go? Yes. Okay. So the barriers are kind of pushing you in a very specific path. <clears throat> are we all or just running through many, this? How many people are in front of us, behind us? Yeah, what's the order? Here? Um, you guys, let's see. You guys are probably maybe three quarters of the way to the back. Oh. Wow. Oh. Except for... Except where am for I? Dez. Uh, you are probably at the back of your group. Okay, that's you, fine. You lit the fire. That was as we start running through the alleyway. I'm behind them all. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to pull out a bag when I see this alleyway. Okay. And I'm going to start uh, reaching into it and throwing stuff behind me onto the ground. Okay. It's my bag of a thousand ball bearings. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all right, sounds good. A thousand. A thousand ball bearings. Are you dumping? Just are you just constant drinking? I might just be holding the ball bag and open and just running. <laughs> oh boy! All right, people behind you, you start to hear the sound of people going, "Ooh, oh, oh gosh, ooh, oh!" And sure enough, as you look behind you, almost everybody that was behind your group has all slipped and fallen. Um, thanks to the ball bearings, and they are now picking themselves off the ground, but they have fallen behind, and to top it off, that means that the Minotaurs have caught up close, slightly closer to them, as opposed to the rest of you. And the ball bearings are for the Minotaurs. Ah, hey, yes. hey, Minotaur, you know, happen to step in a hole and twist an ankle? Ah, uh, or two. Or two. You don't know. Oh, well. Because you guys have already left before oh, you yeah, see true. them even come out. They so. would have had to shoot it. All right, as you guys all pass through this narrow valleyway or alleyway, uh, as you guys kind of run another couple of blocks forward, you come around a corner to a big wide open area. You can actually see a ton of people past the barrier that are all watching this. They're all cheering, screaming. Um, some of them are booing certain people as they, they run by. Whatever Why the case. Point at me. What did I, I do? Wasn't, well, you're just straight ahead of the table with me. Uh, <laughs> you, you're booing. You, you, booing you especially, uh, Des. <laughs> no, actually, uh, they're all cheering, laughing excitedly. You also hear a number of people go, Look out! Look out! And sure enough, just ahead of you, you see this massive construction hole. There's some signage around it that says, Caution! Hole! And it's just pointing down at the ground. Ah. <laughs> I wonder what's um, down there. There is this massive 15 by 15 foot hole in the ground blocking the pathway. Some of the people run forward, such as the turtle, who I mentioned before, <laughs> easily jumps right over the entire thing, lands on the other side. Oh, nice! And keeps running off. Um, a couple of the other people are trying uh, the horse. The horse person literally just jumps over the entire thing. There is a centaur as well, who also leaps over the entire thing. 
but a number of other people have reached the edge. They look over, they look into the hole. It's not a super deep hole. Uh, one or two people just decide to hop. How deep is it? Uh, let's say 10, 10 feet deep. Probably a four. There's probably like six, six to eight. Yeah, I'd say six people standing in front of it. They're like just kind of analyzing. Uh, one or two people, some of the taller people in the group, they actually just run right past, they hop oh. into the hole. They kind of catch the edge and lower themselves in, run to the edge, <laughs> the other edge, jump up, grab it, pull what themselves my, over the side. What would my thunder wave do? Thunder wave <laughs> would probably knock people into the hole. Yeah, yeah we're on the edge. That's what I would yeah. like to do. <laughs> I would I like to try to jump the hole I, 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 first, I since I'm behind the Yeah, he'd be ahead of us. So yeah, 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 you're definitely ahead of you. Okay. I got an idea. So I asked, let's say somebody, you know, somebody cast uh, an illusion or something to say, this way, and then cover up the hole uh-huh. after we get through, and then we're golden. That's but I also fun. want to push the people in front of us, and hopefully injuring a few. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> All right, so I'll get to you in just a All second. Right. Uh, yes, so Dez, you're leading the pack. What is your strength just score, period? Uh, my strength score is a, uh, what, you want the modifier? No, it's a 16. 16, okay, so actually, just based off D and D rules, your your horizontal jump is equal to your strength score. Oh, okay, so I know. so you rush towards it, leap over, just barely, like maybe a little bit of a foot. I mean, probably half a foot from each side is where you kind of jump from and land it on. So sure enough, you're able to jump across, looking much like the turtle that jumped before you, um, and landing on the other side. Neat. I take inspiration from Dez and do the same. Okay, what's your strength? Wait. 16. Six, okay, so you're able to do the same thing, yep. Wait! Other people see you guys do this, they're very impressed, Aww. they're thinking to themselves, maybe we could do it. Some of them are starting to back up, but before they can, Feather McGregor, aka <laughs> Lil Sauce, you come running up towards behind all of these people who are still kind of debating uh, how they want to handle this obstacle. Yeah. Thunderwave. Thunderwave. Boom. You cast Thunderwave. Uh, they need to make dexterity checks, I think. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Okay, that's one success. That's just that's a, a void getting pushed. That's a, that's a success. Okay, so I'm going to say it's a 50-50. Three of the people slam this wave of energy uh, and, and just sort of force slams into their backs, pushing them all into, like I said, half of them into this hole face down, bam, right into the ground. Um, three of them, they uh, they kind of feel it coming. I don't know what it is, but they manage to hold themselves steady. They don't fall into the hole. Uh, maybe one or two of them like, whoa, but doesn't quite fall in. Turns around, sees your group running towards them. The, well, what's left of your group, which would be Goblin, Dave's Kenku, and you Kenku. So. They jumped. They, they jumped, oh, yeah. You're with them. Yeah, those two jumped. Uh, I had a question for the rules when yep. they when they so first off is this hole just there and did they put barricades on the side of the bowl, the hole yeah so there's like okay fence, what was yeah. the rule on the barricades uh, you cannot go over, over them or through them or through them but can or I, under them can I climb on the side of them across this hole as long as you don't cross it. Okay, that's the only way I see across, so I, Warwick's uh, gonna just jump on the side my, of the barricade and just start trying. like... Was that, would this be something I could just jump over? You could try. So what is your strength score? Uh, plus three. No, no, no. What's like the actual number? Uh, I don't know. The big number. Thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. No, you can't make it. 
Yeah, so short it's, it. you would be short by about two feet. So your strength score is equal to the number of feet that you would be able to horizontally jump. Can I just hop in, climb on the people that I knocked in and jump out? You could also try to make an athletics check to try to jump in if you're not quite yeah, there. Yeah, I'll just jump in and jump out. Okay, all right. I'm gonna bother this. Well, you, yeah, don't, you don't have to, I don't think you'd have to either roll anything, but you will take a little bit of damage because then it gets oh. 1d6. Well, 1d6 just, per 10 feet. Can okay. I just crawl across like him? You could do what I'm doing. Decide? Yeah, you could try what he's doing. I'll just try I've, what he's doing. I'm, okay. uh, lead up the caboose of this train crawling across. This slow. I cast minor illusion yeah. on the sign. <laughs> and change it to say, jump in hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, interesting okay. choice right. for sure. Um, for the three of you, or for the rest of you that are crossing based on this uh, fencing, can you roll me an athletics check? What about acrobatics? <laughs> I think this one's like holding on. I think this one's very explicitly athletic. For one over the other. It's sort of climbing in a sense. Twelve. Twelve, okay. I'm so upset. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Dave? No. Why if I was balancing on it? Yeah. Sixteen. Sixteen, okay. You so, you're, uh, Feather McGregor, Little Sauce, you're leading this? Uh, no, no, he was. Oh, you're leading. Okay, yeah. so you're leading. You're right next to him. He starts to slip, and he's falling off. Also, just FYI, um, the guard. There's a guard, or referee, or whatever you want to call it, and he's on the other side of this fence, right? He kind of like pushes through the crowd, and he sees what you guys are doing, and he just like leans in real close and just follows your fingertips <laughs> as you guys are making your way across this fence to make sure that you don't cross the barrier because <laughs> if a fingertip crosses the barrier he's going to disqualify you but thankfully this is pretty thick wood oh, so there's okay. there's a pretty reasonable amount of space but anyway um you notice that your your friend is slipping and starts to fall backwards he's completely lost his grip on this this fencing can i reach out to save him you can uh make a strength saving throw eight eight yeah all right, you let go with one hand, reach out to grab him. You have two options because it's not enough. You don't have enough strength to get both. You can either push him so that he holds on and fall back yourself, or you can let him fall and catch yourself and make sure that you don't fall. Can I fence. make a reaction? <laughs> yes. Can I uh, make a reaction? You're, I think you're already falling. Oh. You've made your check. Yeah, you can definitely uh, assist in this situation. Also, uh, strength savings, but yeah. Yeah! Nat 20! All right, so what happens is, Feather, McGregor, a little sauce, you reach out to grab onto your friend. He's slipping, he's falling. You, <laughs> you grab him, but in the process, you start losing your grip, but you hold tight. You've got your friend, you're not gonna let him go, but you're falling off as well, and you're trying to push him up to grab on as well, but, just as you're about to give up hope, another arm reaches out and grabs yours. And it's your friend, Quill Smith. And he grabs onto your arm and the three of you have sort of a weird like hanging ladder of arms and hands right Monkey, now. Monkeys in a barrel. That's right, just like the monkeys in the barrel. <laughs> and then he swings and throws both of you over to the other side and then he shimmies the rest of his way. All of you have made it across the terrifying hole in the middle of the road. Wow. <laughs> Where was that from, Maki? 
Oh, hang on. Uh, can I do one other thing? Okay. Uh, well, he changed the sign to say jump and roll. Yes. Right? So if you covered the hole, it would kind of defeat the sign. I was going to do fog cloud. <laughs> <laughs> People start running. Are you doing it? No, we'll just oh, leave okay. it because right. he said jump and roll. All right. Um, sure enough, yeah, the people that were behind you that were slipping all over the uh, the... They're not having a good time. No, they're not having a good day. Um, they finally reach the hole. One of them is like, okay, and he like hops in the hole. He's like, ow! Um, the other two like watch him do this. They're totally unaffiliated with this guy. And they're just like, why? This is said to. That's so dumb. And uh, they all start to make some form or whatever, whether that be climbing down and climbing out or some other means to try to cross this hole. But again, they are also <laughs> slowed down a little bit. Especially the guy that jumped. He sounds like he might be injured, so. My leg! My, my leg! <laughs> oh, two. I like that we're getting a little bit of, oh, oh, gosh, all right. They'll be like crabs in a bucket. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you guys, another block. You're going past the building. You take a, a right-hand turn down kind of another narrow alleyway. Not quite as narrow. You can have maybe two to three people shoulder to shoulder to get through here. It doesn't seem super congested. Whatever the case, as you come out of the corner, there's some people that are... You are alongside the wall that like borders this entire city. And up on the top of this wall, you hear some laughter. And as you're moving forward, one of the guys in front of you, suddenly something comes flying down, splats onto his head. There's goop, uh, looks like yellow, maybe kind of viscous goop that kind of they comes out. They found the basement. They found yeah. the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this seems to uh, be eggs, eggs. Oh. And also you see a couple of other Same handfuls thing. of splash, splash. Uh, tomatoes, rotting tomatoes that also come down. You look up and you see a group of kids up on the top of this wall and they are hurling eggs and tomatoes down on you guys, trying to hit people as they pass by, like some group of Tuscan Raiders <laughs> or something. Um, you all, I need you to What was name. the rule on weapons? Uh, you're not supposed to use them. On Except who? On a shield. Except on a shield. On a who? It said period. It was a. It was a Dang overarching it. statement. I need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw as you I'm try to pull off. Yeah. Pull the shield off my back. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Uh, I won't make you proceed with your uh, yeah, five. You roll five. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to roll, Nick. You're, you're blocking it. A good thing. I want to roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twenty-five. 25, okay. You easily dodge, roll. I mean, you don't even dodge and roll. Like, I'm you just, just small see and nimble. as it's coming down, like you're seeing where they're falling and just navigating accordingly. Like, it is no problem for you. <laughs> cool. Fantastic. Uh, 13. 13. 13. Fantastic, okay. Mr. Fox. You, you want to know how I'll get through there? Some um, little. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dez, you easily also manage to maneuver and dodge out of the way. Um, no problem. There's a couple of close calls, but sure enough, you managed to exit out of this kind of section <laughs> with exit. no huh? yes eggs <laughs> with no tomato or egg on you. Uh, let's see, Dave. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, same thing goes for you. You easily dodge out. You don't even get any on your feet. Uh, that's how nimble and capable you oh, sorry. are. Dez and Keto are probably a, a little bit ahead of us, aren't they? Because they just a little bit. Yeah, climbed the hole, and we also I mean, unless you guys kind of waited a little bit for everybody. Kept, no, I just kind of kept going. I okay. figured they wouldn't. No need First to. First or worst, you know? Fair we enough. all make the money together at the yeah. end of the day, right? <laughs> all right, Des, on the other hand, what did you roll again? Or sorry, not Des, sorry. Uh, uh, five. Like, uh, five. A five, 
okay. As you're running, all of a sudden, tomato, you can smell it as it comes down. Having worked with tomatoes for so long, making your sauces and such. You smell this tomato as it flies towards you. It is not a good tomato. It is a bad tomato. <laughs> mean tomato. It is a mean tomato, and it slams right into your face. You are blinded as this goop gets into your eyes. The acidity from the tomato starts to sting your eyes. Gets up your nose. Oh, somebody help nose. me! Somebody help me! I hear him yeah. say that. Help me! I turn help around and run you back. See and his I see his face, face coated in <laughs> tomato. I'm reaching my hand out. I'm I, reaching my hand out. I like, grab his hand yes, and I start. Me. I start pulling him. I start pulling him through. He's All right. <laughs> uh, the kids now targeting you <laughs> extra. You are pelted with eggs uh, in addition. I can't dodge for him. Uh, you can't dodge for him. Fog cloud. Fog cloud. Wait, where are you where casting? Are you casting it? Above him? Just, I guess, around me? I mean, you can cast, I think it's got like a, probably a 30 foot range. I yeah. look. I mean, there's no way those kids are throwing those like 30 feet, like, accurately. Well, they're throwing right, straight down. Right, that's what I'm saying, it's above us. Right, right. Um, Zigzag. Well, I'm just saying, if you're- Serpentine. Yes, fog sir. cloud is a 20 foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range. Holy cow, the range is like 120 feet. Okay, yeah. do you want yeah, to cast, cast it, it up on, on the wall where the, the kids are? Yeah, just cast it up on those kids. Okay, can't you can, see it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you cast fog cloud, boom, huge, poof. It just like erupts all of a sudden, <laughs> right in the middle of all of them. It's like one of the eggs went off and it's just like stanky and it's got this cloud, poof. This 20 foot radius uh, cloud of fog just erupts around these kids. And they're all shouting, oh, jeez, oh, I can't see. Oh, where are we throwing the eggs at? I don't know, throw it over there. Oh, where are you going with some egg? Ah, oh, gross, I'm gonna get you an egg. Next thing you know, they're just blindly curling eggs and rotten tomatoes at each other now. Mm -hmm. um, but you are now safe. You wipe the stuff off your eyes. You're not as blinded. Your eyes still hurt though, but for whatever the case, you've made it past the danger zone of eggs and tomatoes. The order continues. Um, Dave, I think you would have overtaken Cameron and Quinn a little bit just while they were dealing with the egg situation, but whatever the case, that is the order. You guys, Come around the corner, you immediately take a straight shot down the street um, away from the wall that borders the city. Um, kind of a really nice, just like long straightforward shot. We're talking like maybe four or five blocks that you just get to fully sprint. Um, but you do start to hear the sound of heavy hooves coming from behind you. As you know that the Minotaur are starting to catch up to the group, you wonder if the people that used to be behind you, you know, kind of further back, especially the one that jumped down the hole foolishly, uh, who knows, he might have exited or he might have been overtaken by the Minotaur, you're not sure, but you doubt that he's gotten past them or that he's running directly ahead of them. Whatever the case, as you guys are sprinting down this way, Jackson, you, Dez, uh, would be the first to see this given that you're leading the pack. But a little Kyle is, runs onto the track, crosses over the barrier into the pathway, and seems to be chasing what looks like a little ball that's bouncing and rolling. Goes, oh, my ball, my ball. <laughs> He's getting away. You want an oar. And again, he is on the course at the moment and nobody seems to be stopping him. Remember, um, we are allowed to kill. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey everyone, Skylar here. Are you a fan of Session Zero Heroes and the shows we produce, or the characters involved? Then you should check out our epic merch we have available online. From shirts to stickers and everything in between, we worked hard on creating a variety of designs and made sure to get your favorite characters on those products as well. Whether you're looking for broccoli on a hoodie to wear to the gym with you, or maybe Fizzle Fingers tote bag to stuff your ill-gotten gains in, we've got you covered. Just head over to our website at sessionzeroheroes.com and click on our merch tab to see all all the amazing products and designs that you can get. Now back to the show. I, I've had a few ideas. How big do you think? Is it like a little little kid, like a yeah. like a four year old? Yeah, yeah. All like right, I'm gonna toddlerish. just palm his head like a basketball <laughs> and just toss it back over the railing. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, I mean, he's a tiny kid. I just that was kind of more just a scenario, just to see what you guys did. To be honest with you, so uh, I suppose I'm not disappointed. Let's see. <laughs> I'm leaving this ball just in the area. <laughs> I think that kid's dead. You <laughs> called the D four and it was a four. And a normal human being, like a doll, has a ten health. Hey, it's better than getting trampled, I think. And worst of all, he's disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, runs over. Screen. You just see the ball roll. <laughs> you hear it. You, you run it by. You see the ball. Yeah, you grab it. Chuck the ball. Slow, and dead kid. It rolls. The ball and slowly <laughs> rolls and hits the dead that kid's feet. And it just rolls up to the kid. Anyways, what's next? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Got any more kids? Okay, <laughs> more kids. Um, no, not a kid. Instead, so you run up and you find a large brick wall that stands right in the middle of the path, blocking both sides. Uh, you hear laughter from the other side, and you hear somebody just shout out, <laughs> Try to get past that, losers! So, how, who's all stuck there? Oh, how sorry. Many, how many people are stuck there? Uh, the yeah, there's field, actually, yeah, so uh, the horse, the centaur, the people that were leading the pack, they're both stuck there. Vertical jumps, not their thing. Turtle? The turtle is also there. He's analyzing it, and he's looking around to try to see if there's anything. Kind of like, he's thinking, well, maybe I could jump off of that. No, that's not going to work, dude. 
uh, let's see here. And he's just kind of mumbling to himself as he kind of like looks around the area. Well, this is a real tricky one right here, it is. Is this part of the race or it's some another contestant? Put they put it there. kind of sounds like another contestant might have put it up there. Uh, based on the laughter of, you know. Yeah, take that, losers. This is the first one to get there. Um, yes. How, yes. How it, it sounds like the they're, It sounds like uh, they're on the other side of the wall, right? Yeah. So yeah. we all come, they've been at the wall and we no, come No, they're around. ahead of us. Oh, we just yeah. see a wall. Uh, Des, it's about distance. 15 feet tall. Gotta get a plan. Okay. I don't You're know. right behind him. So can I, I just that's right. crawl it like Spider-Man? Huh? Uh-huh. You can try. We can use each other as a springboard. Oh. I'll oh. toss oh, okay. my shield. Okay. You're gonna do the whole like Captain America thing where he like holds it as a platform. And then, and then launch. I jump on it and then I happen to have some rope. Nice. Oh, okay. Do that okay. karate thing where you guys both run up each other's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine it. We're using our own invisible force. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay, so what do you what do you actually officially do? We can do that springboard thing. Okay. Where you, we're going you to tell that. I'll pick okay. up your shield, you jump, I'll Ooh, push. Oh, the shield, yeah. Okay, so I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, Cap, very Captain America, yes. awesome. All right, so what I'll do is I'll have you make an athletics check, but I'll make it at advantage since he's assisting you. Okay. But <laughs> athletics, yes, it's uh, was that a, a nine? A nine. Okay, so he gets ready. He gets the shield ready. He's crouched down. He's ready to push up. You rush forward. You jump onto the shield. Everything seems like it's going well. He pushes up, and as he does, your foot slips on the shield a little bit. Uh, maybe there's like a piece of metal that kind of like holds the shield together, and your uh -huh. footing just happened to step on that. Maybe it was just a little slick or whatever. Ah, the eggs. The eggs. It's a slick Man, shield because of the eggs. Slick you shield. just slip ever so slightly as he pushes you up into the air, causing you to kind of just angle straight towards the wall. As you brace yourself to slam into this, instead, you go right through it. Oh, okay. And land oh. on the other side. As you turn, the wall still is there. Everything seems completely untouched. That That's when you realize. Just to throw the kid's ball at it. <laughs> yeah, it was an illusion. And of course, seeing this, the other people on the on the other side start to just run straight through it. Of course, most of them still react by putting their hands up. Like it's just kind of unnatural to run straight at a wall. Your brain doesn't really want you to just do that. So they throw their hands up for protection, but sure enough, they pass through the wall. Did we catch up to them this time? Um, I'd say, yeah, probably for the most part. I mean, they might still be like first and second, but you guys are pretty close in the line at this point. Can I lasso the horse? Yeah, sure, go for it. You got rope, I assume? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, and a lasso, the boot. I'm, gonna I'm a cowboy. Baby. Lasso. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say make a, uh, well, it would be a, a grapple, essentially. So you're going to make a strength contested. <gasps> oh, no, I just want to trip him. I don't care about oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, shoot, is that ranged? Let's say it's a ranged attack. Okay. Yeah. 15. 15, all right. Yeah, you throw this uh, lasso straight forward, wraps around the back legs of this horse, and sure enough, it kind of stumbles and falls. The horse actually changes out of shape as you find you have a teenage Eldrin elf now kind of tied up by the ankles. And she looks around and goes, Oh, where's my brother? He's here. Wait a minute. He's not even here. Where the heck is my brother? 
He's, oh, he's dead. He, I was say, he's definitely dead. Him. He died. He died. We watched him get trampled. Did he really? I don't know. We don't. We're just very mean. She says, Jenks. Jenks. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I want to be, and then I want to take his voice and be like, call out for his. What was his sister's name? You don't really know. But he was yelling it. He was saying sister, or just he just said he just said. I was saying sister. Let me see what she said. All right, all right. Do a do a performance with advantage. Wouldn't I be a mimic? Wouldn't I be You abandoned me. You abandoned me to my doom. I perished because you get with advantage because you are using. Advantage. Okay, so so two d twenties and then. Yeah, for plus what? Uh, performance. You're <coughs> a uh, 19. Oh, that's pretty good. And a 4. Okay. The 19 is definitely high enough. She goes, oh, Jenks, he's alive. Oh, Jenks. And she just starts running backwards down the track to go and, and find her brother. And then, uh, so I want to go up to the wall. Would the people who put up the wall still be alive on the other side? Mm-hmm. There long, he just, whoever it was, kept running. Okay. Um, he got up and over. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, it's like just keep, you just, just keep going. And I'm just gonna run right through the wall. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling my rope with me. It's an illusion. It's an illusory wall. You watch oh, him just like a, phase right through it. Oh, yeah. it's not a real wall. No, it's not oh, even a real wall. Yeah. All right, we'll just keep on. Keep going. Driving. All right, sounds good. All right, you all make it through my, as uh, they say in the adventure zone, my wall puzzle. My wall. And I cast Why Minor Illusion to create another Ew. fake wall. <laughs> <laughs> About three feet behind the freaking no, Just a... enough space to be like, whoa! <laughs> and I use my incredible masonry skills and build a real wall. A real wall! Oh my gosh! We got walls all over the place. <laughs> All right, as you guys uh, ready forward. Fool me once, shame on you. (laughs) Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, ouch, that hurt. Ouch. (laughs) All right, you guys make your way forward. Uh, You continue down, it's kind of just a long stretch at this point. You can actually even see the ending of the race as you guys come around this corner. As you come around this corner, Wait, what competition do we have left? Yeah, uh, the, let's see. All right, so yes, the people you see ahead of you. Um, there's a tall person. Uh, he seems human. He's wearing a strange hat. He's the one, one of the few that aren't wearing a costume. Um, but as he runs, he sort of clanks in a strange kind of unnatural way. Mm. Um, the turtle is in front of you. The, oh, he's actually, sorry, the guy that's clanking, he's kind of roughly like with you guys to some extent. Like he hasn't gotten like a head super far. The turtle, the centaur, and then you see a, an orc with like long black kind of wavy hair. It's all kind of like messy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you notice that he's got like face paint all over him. He's got like a star over one eye and like all this kind of other stuff that's like all over him. Um, he wears like all black. He looks very metal. He's the only one that you assume, I mean, unless the centaur might have been the person that did it, but he's the only one that you assume uh, might have been the one to cast the spell. Uh, How far ahead of us? Dez did pass Not the, that far. Dez did like, pass the turtle. Oh, yeah, that's true. So turtle's running like roughly with you guys as well. Okay. So Dez is in third. Yes. Okay. Okay. We just um, need a prize money. We don't matter who finishes. We just hey, if three of us finish, that's maximum winning. Yeah, that's right? true. We, we one, need two, three. Mark here. Says, oh no, we're gonna lose. If only I could run a little bit faster. 
and he digs deep within himself. Digging? <laughs> I, I, can, I can do that. And finds a magical reserve of energy. Oh. Quickly coursing through his body and that feeling spreads out to his limbs and his arms and they begin to pump faster. He would be his, a little bit behind us. His little bird arms yeah. and legs start He's pumping. actually leading you and... Yeah, can I be like, take me with you and jump on his back? He just zips away. Hit <laughs> 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 the NOS. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Keep and describing. I cast Expeditious Retreat. Ah, Expeditious Retreat. Oh. Which allows me to take a bonus action to dash on each of my turns. But All right. In this situation, yeah, it's kind of just run fast. Yeah, you just run. Yeah, there's more, more running. So sure enough, you feel this this energy well up inside of you. You feel your legs, all of the the uh, exhaustion and the amino acids or whatever the science is, just kind of flushes, and you don't feel it anymore. You feel like you just woke up and you have all the energy in the world, and you start to move a little faster. A little faster, a little faster. And sure enough, and you my, start to catch up. My arms go back. Look at him go. And uh, you shout out on your left and you shoot past the uh, the centaur and you start to run up and you're catching up to the orc guy who's leading the pack currently because he was probably the one that cast the spell as far as you assume. And you start to catch up to him. So you're making your way up to him. Um, the rest of you guys see him kind of shoot past all of you because you were literally like at the back of the pack. So now you're rushing up towards second. Um, anybody else doing anything in particular? Uh, Question? I, yeah. We'll let you go first. Oh, okay. okay. About Hail of Thorns, oh. does it need to be a bow and arrow? Could it be, because it says ranged attack or ammunition. Okay. Could I just like either throw a rock or a lasso and cast Hail of Thorns? And now I just have like 50 lassos. Okay. Just grab the guy in front or and pull him back. Both of them. Pull them back right, right, right. Make him trip. Sure. Yeah. I'd say the lasso makes probably the most amount of sense. That's that. I think that's yeah. what I'd like to do. And okay. I can grab tactical teamwork. Isn't that AOE? You have tactical yeah, teamwork because you have two guys ahead of you. Tell me, tell me oh, what tactical teamwork does. So but when a creature you can see within thirty feet makes an attack roll against another creature that is within five feet of you, assuming at this point it's Des and I, yeah, you can use your reaction to grant advantage on their <gasps> attack roll. Look at right. that. Okay, so tell me what you're doing to give him this advantage. Where, who are you aiming for? Anyone specific with this? The nearest person to you would be the centaur, if that's who you want to target with this, Des. Yeah, I think the closest to me, the centaur falling, would probably be more beneficial. Yeah, okay, sounds good. So then I ask you, Theo. So or, what is he actually sorry, doing? Kato, Kato, Kato. So he's, he's pulling out a whip, and he's spinning it in the air, and as he does, it starts to turn green, and it starts to become thorny, and it starts to kind of... You know, you see an occasional thorn or thistle that kind of like shoots off of it as he starts to prepare the spell. I think I'm gonna go the heckle route and just start mm -hmm. yelling, hey, you pack mule, you horse's ass, you. Oh! 
And hopefully one of these is going to get the, uh, <coughs> all right, the all centaur right. to turn around. I like it. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, she definitely seems <clears throat> appended. She she turns, which distracts her from the road immediately ahead of her. And then, Des, you're going to do this uh, attack. So you're going to do do it as a ranged weapon attack, Four? essentially. With advantage? Yes, with advantage. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll do that. 21. 21. Holy crap. Yeah. You throw this lasso on. Um, it catches her like over the neck. I mean, it goes like over her head, hits her shoulders. So tell me a little bit about what this uh, thorn situation. Uh, well, I would assume it would bring her to the ground. Yes. And then she would take uh, 1d10 of piercing damage. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Let's, let's roll it and just kind of see what things land. Let's uh, make her suffer. Oh gosh. A little bit. Yeah. Seven damage. Seven damage. All right. So you fling this lasso over. It catches her right around the shoulders. It pulls her arms in. She loses balance as you give it a nice tug as you're running. And she goes flying kind of backwards, sideways a little bit. Hits the ground. Obviously, her shoulder goes into some of these thorns that were part of this whole whip situation in the first place. Um, she screams out, <laughs> That was a weird scream. And then as you guys rush past her, she goes, it's not fair, I'm so close. <laughs> I don't know what you do with the, the whip so, afterwards or, or it, the So at least lasso. two of us are in the top three. How close, right? are, we, how close are they to the finish line? Uh, oh, yes, there is probably one, two, three, so that would be about, uh, probably about 90 feet left. <coughs> so how, far is, how, far is, uh, how far is the orc from us? Uh, probably from me and Feather. From, oh, from you guys, probably about twenty feet. Oh, well, perfect. I'm gonna say to Feather. I'm gonna say, well, I'm not gonna win this race, so I'm gonna make sure we can get the top three. And I'm just gonna, we're just gonna stop, pull out a short bow, and just shoot, start <laughs> shooting at the orc. <laughs> oh, I guess that that makes sense. Okay, roll an attack roll then. <laughs> 18. Is he surprised? Because if so, I get my sneak attack tip. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely surprised. (laughs) (laughs) The interesting thing about it is he's surprised because I believe with sneak attack, if like an ally is within five feet, you, Dave, you're running up right alongside of him. So I get sneak attack. That is. 12 damage. Oh, damn. <laughs> you pull out your bow. <laughs> As you're pulling back the arrow. I was aiming least. Mind you, it was a not I was aiming for his so if you could take the damage to be more I'm more accurate than I was aiming for his leg just to trip him. Yeah, up. yeah. I didn't so want to kill. Just, no, that's fair. I just wanted to destroy Yeah, that was Never my whole goal. Non-lethal, yeah, I was wanting non-lethal shot. So yeah. as you're firing, as you release this arrow, you see a yellow like tufted ball come flying out and it hits you in the face just as you release the arrow and you can hear in the distance <laughs> did I fly but the arrow it's already been released and it flies forward and slams into this guy's leg and he goes Dave you're running right next to him and you just hear and you just, you just see him like you're running right next to him it's like a really intense race right now and all of a sudden he just boom face slams and you just see him fall behind you um, alright you 
as you look backwards, see your friend holding the bow. There's already a guard that's Yeah, I'm going to start running to the opposite. I'm going to run to the opposite fence and jump over the barricade and just start taking off for the distance. And he's like, get back out of here, you Alright, so you've been disqualified, but you've also given your allies a chance at possibly winning. Um, so let's see. One, two, I was gonna three, say, so four. it's well, it's, well you're it's neck and neck with Dez. I probably no, overtook him since he was holding the centaur. It's yeah, it oh, be. actually, yeah, I was gonna say, sorry, yeah, Dave, Maki, Maki, yep, Maki, and then Theo, Theo, slash Keto, and then Dez. Yep, then so those are the top Tor- three. And then, yep. Feather. That's How the order right now. Turtle, you're, you're like right next. Turtle's to him. like right alongside you, basically. Right, you both got He's like, like great, dude. Nice, nice job, man. You can look at finish, us go. They finished. Not yet. No. Oh, They're he's... nearing the end. Just take out the torch. He's literally the last one left. Shut up. the face. So we're running right around. Can I just like turn around? So it's an unarmed attack. It'll be using your. Actually, it might be labeled on there unarmed attack or unarmed strike. Uh, wherever your weapons are and your attacks are listed. I like how our party no. okay. was big enough that we could make sure we get top three so and then just play two, defense with the other Whatever people. your strength modifier is. So, what's that? What's your strength modifier? The plus whatever on your strength? My whole goal was never to win. Right the top top it was literally three, just to support you guys to win for me. Do I get a surprise attack? I know I'm the slowest member of the crew. No, I wouldn't say there's a surprise attack, but... Uh, 18. 18, okay, yeah. Plus strength. I'm not trying to kill him. Oh, plus strength, so four. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you, he's like, oh, nice, dude. Nice race, you know, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Does he fall over? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a dexterity saving throw for him. Oh, yeah, he falls. (laughs) Just completely unexpected. You punch him. Oh, not cool, (laughs) dude. Falls backwards. He's on his shell. He's like, oh, no, not the shell. He's just like wiggling around trying to get himself off because he's landed backwards on his shell and he's kind of just stuck there like turtles are. I feel bad, but I just keep going. Okay, all right, sounds good. Um, You keep running. As you guys are all making it towards the finish line, you can see it in the distance. You're almost there. You look behind you. You see the few remaining members. The guy with the golden priest robes, he's ways back behind you, but he's still up and running. You see the air genasi. He's also kind of like pretty close by. He's probably just slightly ahead of the, what's the the, the clerical individual. The only guy that's left that was kind of close was that metal robotic clunky. So the clunky guy is just behind you. The other ones are, you know, far enough back. And also just behind them, you can see three of the Minotaur chasing right after him. So those get the Minotaur just behind them uh, coming up on their rears. The clunky guy, who's probably the only last like competition per se left, you hear suddenly something, uh, because he's kind of close to you, uh, uh, Feather. You hear something inside him start to whir, and it starts to whir faster and faster. And you see uh, steam come shooting out of his nostrils. And he goes, and his his footsteps start to get heavier as he starts to suddenly start to uh, get a little bit faster and starts making up ground. As you guys are all making it towards the finish line, you see a barrel, massive barrel, fall from one of the rooftops. Of course. Slam into the ground, the last obstacle of the race as a bunch of banana peels go scattering everywhere. Everybody make 
a dexterity saving throw. I'm really good at these. Dang, I utilize my pack tactics. Nat 20. Oh! Oh, oh man. That's I might win this race, boys. 16. 16, all right. That I'll makes it. That. Look what I've got. Can I utilize pack tactics? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me it's good thing I, good thing I ditched this race. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Another, another nat 20. 20. Oh, that's two. These bananas <laughs> don't stand on 13. 13. That's actually, oh, that's just shy. Okay. Lead. You leading the pack see these at the last second. I mean, the other ones are slightly behind you. They don't see it quite in time. This thing slams down. One of the bananas flies out. You step on it. You start to slide, and you can feel yourself starting to fall. The other two of you come running and shoot past him as if those banana peels aren't even there. Uh, Feather, you're coming up behind. Uh, no, no, he's behind you me. see the bananas. You're not too worried about it, but you do see your friend starting to fall. Can grab him? Yes. Do a... Uh, I'll do another strength saving throw since you're catching him. Uh, 16. 16? Okay, yeah, he catches you. He keeps you from falling and falling prone. The two of you are still on your feet. I'm going to let you guys decide how you want it because you guys are basically technically competing for third place at the moment. So I'll let you guys decide that. But really he quick. Wins. What's that? He wins. Well, really quick. Before you do that, the big clunky guy, heavy footsteps, uh, you can tell that his feet are like digging into the ground and pushing back, which is allowing him that extra amount of speed. But with that over amount of commitment, does not go well with slippery bananas. <laughs> and he steps on a particularly slippery spot, and entire body goes flying up in the air like some kind of ridiculous <laughs> moment of somebody his slipping on the ice. <laughs> his shoes go uh, He flies backwards, his hat shooting off. He has a completely bald head, and you can see the sun hitting it and reflecting off of it. It's incredibly oh, shiny. Oh. <laughs> it probably is blinding the people immediately behind him, but he crashes down, causing the whole ground underneath you to shake a little bit. You see banana peels in an entire like five foot radius around this man. He's so heavy when he hits the ground, they all fly up into the air and then fall back down. You two, you're both on your feet. You've caught each other, you've helped each other. You're racing towards um, Dez. You cross the finish line. Yes. First place. I think I was first. Oh, you were first? You Doesn't were matter. first. No. Okay. Keto, first sure. place. Dez, second place. Yes. You two. Well, you get a special. There's relic, still a good 15 so. to 20 feet between you and the next participants, and then the Minotaur is directly behind them. You start okay. racing towards the finish line, but you're oh, basically neck and neck. I just. Okay, you slow down. Just, no, yeah. we're just running. I just kind of, you know, you make sure you just cross the line. All right, all right. You lightning good. McQueen yeah. shove him as he's injured. Awesome. In a show of friendship, uh, you push your friend Quill Smith across the finish line, giving him third place. You coming in fourth. You get a medal. Um, as you guys are all crossing the finish line for this race, there are referees that immediately like call you over to the side. They look very urgent. Get out of the way! Get out of the way! Alright. Alright, so you go off to the sides. As you do, they do this to everybody who comes through. So, you know, the, the clerical guy and the air genasi, eventually the robot dude, he picks himself up, but he might have already been overtaken by the, the minotaurs. Whatever the case, the three minotaurs, they come running through and they just kind of charge straight. They just go straight. So obviously you guys are out to the side. They run straight. They slam into um, a wall that has a big cage that comes down <laughs> and blocks them from, from getting out. I'm crazy. Because I'm just looking at my G-E-N-A-S-I, I believe. 
Awesome. All right, you guys have completed the running of the Minotaur. There are a bunch of people on the outside. They're all cheering. They're all, you know, screaming, excited or whatever. Um, as you guys are kind of like, they kind of just like tell you guys to wait for a little bit. As you guys are waiting, there's a few other participants that come by. You see the centaur and you see the Eldrin and she's got her brother with her at this point. They're all, everybody that comes in after this point is looking kind of rough. And then every once in a while, a minotaur will come rushing through and they kind of like, <laughs> because they're like single minotaurs and they're kind of like just chasing after a specific person, the guards kind of have to like run over, they throw nets, they use prods or whatever to get them into the cage with the rest of them. Um, whatever the case, eventually all six minotaur which were to be released are all uh, captured and all of the remaining uh, participants, you know, who didn't just leave or whatever the case, uh, come across the finish line. Anyone that was behind uh, looks pretty rough for sure, but you guys are all fine. You guys made it through. As you guys are called over for the big ceremony, uh, they have kind of one of those like Olympic style with the, the steps. So, you know, first, second, third. Hito, you are put on the first place block. Dez, you're put on the second place block. And Maki, yep, you're put on the third place block. Um, they award each of you. So, here are your prizes. First place, which goes to Kido you get 5,000 gold pieces. Oh, wow. And the helm of the Minotaur. Interesting. It is a uh, rare magical item. It's a helmet. It's got big old horns that come out of it. It's got kind of a slit because it kind of like comes over your eyes. It's got a little slit that shows out. Um, essentially, it gives you uh, a plus one to AC while you're wearing it. Mm. <clears throat> and additionally, you get the ability to do a headbutt charge. Wow. Um, basically, if you move at least 20 feet straight towards a creature and you hit it with an unarmed strike, you can use your helmet. It gives you kind of a bonus to Perfect some things. for so, melee. Yeah, yeah, actually it is. Very good. Um, in second place, Dez, you're given a sack with 3,000 gold pieces. And they also, uh, they kind of look at you because you're kind of small for a second there and they're like, uh... I don't know, uh, you got this? And they pull out this giant two, like, double-sided uh, great axe. Yeah! <laughs> and it is the great axe of the Minotaur. It's a two-handed weapon. It's uncommon as far as weapons go. Um, it deals 2d10 slashing damage on a hit. But, and here's the awkward Ooh. part, only large creatures or larger can wield it. Darn. And it gives you an extension reach of five feet. So, you know, whatever you right. decide to do with it. That can be it. Use it. it can be sold. Are any of us large creatures? I don't think any of I us are large know. creatures. I mean, Kenku are average. Right. So but there might be the possibility that there's a feat that might let you hold on to uh, larger weapons. So um, they also tell you, they say, oh, uh, by the way, the command word for it is uh, Megator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's why. Okay, real quick. So it actually shrinks. It's a normal great axe. And then when they tell you the command word, I don't know if you want to try it, but when you try it and you say Megatar, the thing like extends an extra five feet and becomes okay. longer and bigger. That's when you can only do gotcha. the extended reach. But otherwise, and that's when it does the two so in theory, yes. if I like threw it right. and said Megator. That's a good idea. And then, yeah. It's I might just hold it though. Okay. But otherwise you can still wield it as just the regular form. Yeah. It'll just do so the regular. It's just a normal like great X. Right. Yes. Yeah. 1d12. Until I, it, I think it's 1d10. 
Is it 12? You said 2d10 if you have it extended. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one full, full version. Yeah. You like chuck it to an enemy, they catch it and you say the word, and it just goes back. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's too heavy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's in it. That's another good way of using it. And then you just frisbee it, make a tour, and it cuts the guy in half, you know. That would be dope. That'd be rad. All right, perfect. And then uh, Maki, in third place, you're given a sack with a thousand gold pieces inside of it, and you're giving a small vial with a per or, sorry, a brown liquid inside. And on it, there's a little sticker of what looks like kind of a bull's head. And they tell you, they say, uh, you know, make sure you use this responsibly. Uh, we are in no way uh, responsible for any ways that you might use this potion in the future. Uh, but just so you know, it's uh, it's a potion of Minotaur strength. You drink it, it's gonna give you a plus three. Well, they don't say plus three. <laughs> but basically, if you drink it, it'll give you a plus three to all strength-based rolls and strength saving throws for an hour. So I shouldn't drink it. <laughs> Not at the moment, but at some point in Thanks the future. Thanks for looking at it, because you just be like, ah. I'm quite thirsty. Well, thank you. He just uh, walks out. I was quite parched. Walks off, like shoulder checks a wall, and it just shatters. Uh, Feather, you are given a bronze medal to commemorate your participation in successful crossing of the finish line. I have a question. From yes. our elevated pedestal, where do we see our good friend Fizzle Fingers? Fizzle Fingers in the crowd? Um, do a perception check. I can answer it for you. I was going to say, I don't know. Well, 19. 19? Okay. Are nope. You, oh, okay. Well, you oh, very there. well can tell that he is not in the crowd. Okay. You're not sure where he's at. As the ceremonies are kind of coming Probably to a prison. Running around <laughs> naked with a guard chasing me. Always one! He seems a little happy about it. As you guys uh, are finishing the sort of award ceremony uh, section, there's a big stage, and uh, the orc guy that you shot with a bow and arrow, he comes limping in, uh, somebody pulls the arrow out of his leg, and then they hand him a potion. Uh, it looks like some kind of like goth sort of punk chick. Um, she hands him a potion, He, you see the, the injury on his leg heal up, he looks over to your group, he gives you the middle finger, <laughs> and then he walks up to the stage, and he and the chick and a group of other people um, all start taking up instruments, and they all start playing music. Uh, they are the band for this like kind of closing afterwards ceremony. And uh, as he steps up there, there's another guy that actually is kind of like the forerunner for this band. He's the, the lead singer. Uh, he is an Asimar. I believe that's right. Excuse me? That's kind of weird. ASMR. ASMR. It's ASMR. He is an ASMR. No, he is an <laughs> ASMR. Um, he's a he's sort of like a dark angel-esque kind of a character. He's got these black wings that come out of his back. He has kind of this very deep tan skin. Um, and he says, What's up, everybody? This is Iron Forge. And we're here to play for you guys. If you enjoy our music, make sure to support us. Come to our concerts. We'll be playing at the Battle Wagons race. Uh, we'll be in the Battle Wagons race uh, on our, our mobile stage, Heavy Metal. But for now, enjoy our music. He starts playing this kind of like hard rock, heavy metal kind of a, a type of music. <clears throat> uh, is there anything else you guys are wanting to do before you leave the area? I don't know, whatever you're going to go off to next. I won't get into that. But is there anything you'd like to do before that? Oh, uh, we need a place to like store all the mines. I think we should just head back to the house. It's usually yeah, what we, we should just go back and store it. You know, mm -hmm. 
Can we make? Can we take count of all the gold that we got? Then? So it'd be should be, should be ten thousand total, I think, right? No, or did I say three? So nine thousand. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Plus what we already. Yeah. All right, perfect. So you guys take your winnings. You head out. Um, you wave a goodbye to Rusty and his buddy Grizzletooth. Um, maybe you'll see them at the Rock Did Bottoms, the turtle, maybe not. The oh yeah, he was fine. You just uh, punched him. Wow. Well, it was pretty minimal, but he looks like somebody that took a hit before. He he kind of like gives you a nod, but he also just doesn't look super happy about it. But whatever the case. You think they understand? Uh-huh. Um, you've definitely made a, lot, a couple of friends during this race, probably a lot more enemies. Mm. Uh, additionally, we leave things with uh, that note that Feather McGregor had received from the captain of the, the sort of secrety police group that he is a part of about wanting to see him immediately, so we'll have to come back to that. And uh, can I say one thing about that? Sure. No, no, can I pull it out? Yeah. And be like, guys, I got this note. This is from my former, I want to say former oh. captain. You guys up for a little fun? Yeah, they're money they're involved. Dead uh, I'm sure he has some money. All right, let's go pay my buddy a visit. Yeah, the race ended, but they didn't say we had to stop killing people. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we'll close out this episode of Criminals of Isla Numis. Thank you so much for listening to Criminals of Island Numis, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a homebrew world created by me, Skylar Gorsett. If you've been enjoying our show so far, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever it is that you're streaming from, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else that podcasts can be streamed. Or just check us out on our website, SessionZeroHeroes.com. Additionally, if you enjoy Coin, you might enjoy some of Session Zero Heroes' other shows, such as our Benders and Brews and Avatar Legends actual play, where we jump into the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra using the Avatar Legends system created by Magpie Games. Or one of our various one-shots, which we are currently coming out with, where we use a variety of games and TTRPG systems to tell a variety of fun, exciting, emotional, and hilarious stories within our group. We have all sorts of other content that we highly recommend checking out within the SZH channel. And more to come in the future. To find out more about what we do at Session Zero Heroes, and to keep up with a lot of the other content we produce, and be made aware of future projects, shows, and content, be sure to follow us on social media on Facebook, X, Instagram, and Discord. These are all great ways to get in contact with our team, as well as to keep up to date with everything that we're creating and working on. We'd love to see you there. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to stay curious, stay heroic, until we roll again.